Black Girl and Ohm promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash. And Dion Ivory, thank you so much for listening. Hey y'all, today's episode is sponsored by Foria. They have been crafting cannabis-based products for women's health since 2012, y'all. They have a deep commitment to all natural and organic practices. And their new products, CBD, um, focus product Awaken is phenomenal. It has nine traditional aphrodisiacs, no artificial additives or fragrances. It's lickable and tasty and vegan and gluten-free. And just so you know, you can try their all-natural arousal oil, Awaken, with 20% off using my code Lauren20. So head over to foriawellness.com, look up their products, Awaken, and get your life. We are here in Los Angeles. Mm. Yep. You know, <laughs> new year okay. popping. New year popping. And I love that we're first meeting up to vibe, be creative, get our sisterhood on in a beautiful place. I know. And this is the first time I've seen you. In the new year. Literally. I wow. ain't seen you since last year. I ain't seen y'all. I ain't. <laughs> We are joined in the studio by an amazing person, Dijanae Evans. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, girl. Hey. How you feeling? I'm feeling phenomenal. You look phenomenal. Oh, this is true. I'll take it. You have that that. green goddess glow. Seriously, though. (laughs) Cutting them nails pop with that neon. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) But for real. So Dijanae is the um, creator of a phenomenal Mm. platform that we are here to talk about. Absolutely. The topics related to the platform we're about to dive in Mm -hmm. i think it's a progressive conversation yes it is i'm glad you're having it (laughs) (laughs) so let's just hear straight from you dijanae like what is green goddess glow and why did you decide to start it Absolutely. So Green Goddess Glow is a platform at the intersection of self-care and cannabis. And so it's it's really important that as the society moves forward mm-hmm. and we move away from these stigmas and create new norms, mm-hmm. that we incorporate self-care practices and mindfulness um, intention, um, intentions. <clears throat> sorry. Um, intentions behind our use and so that is where that came from and so a lot of what I do is help people to look at cannabis as a wellness tool and incorporate it in a way that is intentional (laughs) Um, and there's many ways to do that so I guess we can dive more deep into that as the conversation progresses. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for one, I mean, as the creator of this amazing vision, um, why is this platform so important for the community you're serving? Oh, my God. It's really important for a multitude of reasons. But for me, I think that cannabis has always been in and around um, me growing up. Like, my mom grew it. And I didn't really know that she was growing it. She's just like that purple plant out there you don't touch. And, you know, before it was a lucrative business for a lot of corporations or big companies, like, you know, my dad was a part of the business, too. And for a long time Mm. growing up, I thought that his cologne was cannabis. But it was... (laughs) 
world. And so like the smell of it, I just, I loved it. Like growing up and I didn't know what it was until I got much older. And then I started going to kickbacks and parties. And then, you know, I seen that. You were like, that's daddy's cologne. Hello? <laughs> I'm like, oh. Wow. So that's what this is. Um, and um, so it had always been around being like the aroma stuck with me. But um I didn't start using until after high school or really late in high school. So college was really big for me. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really when I started to come into myself and understand like self-care and what that looked like. And so when I, if I'm blowing blunts and like watching the Olympics and doing my homework and making straight A's, I didn't see a problem with it. Right. Um, but I think that the mindfulness and intentional um, aspect of it came much later. And... When I got out of college, um, I was working in the entertainment industry and I realized it just wasn't conducive to the quality of life that I want to have, wanted mm. to have, which me and Lauren talked about a little bit before this show. And, you know, I wanted to farm and I wanted to be with like nature and understand myself and understand my spirituality better. And for me, cannabis provided that avenue. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we talk about cannabis, we're talking about reaching the same de uh, destination just from a different avenue. Mm. So that's how that happened. I love that. Learning more about how you got to where you are and, and the why behind you're so passionate about this. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about this conversation, why I was ex so excited to have it is <laughs> me with my own journey around cannabis has been really interesting. This is actually probably the first time that I've more openly like talked about it, too. So I'm really excited about it because I think there's so much to shed around stigmas around using it. Um, and then it's like if you, we can't even talk about it, um, we can't even talk about then the mindfulness piece, right? Right. So for me, you know, um, I use cannabis as a means of kind of deeper creative exploration. Mm -hmm. By no means do I think that, you know, of course I could, I have been deeply creative without, <laughs> but, um, using it has allowed me to see a new perspective or experience like a depth of a, like, I love listening mm -hmm. to music. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Don't get me started. So it's like, it's just like a different depth of like reality, I think. Right. Um, and, you know, when I think about my reasons for not being as open about it before, or even in the beginning, like being hesitant about even using it at all, it does stem back to my, you know, pretty conservative in all the ways upbringing around just using anything. You know, right. like my, my parents didn't drink at all. Like I literally saw beer once in my house and I was like oh my god what is this and then my dad was like using it to like marinate something you know <laughs> so you know let alone like drug usage um at least in my immediate family was not happening and um so there was just like a general silencing I would say around it and then of course college well for me like college came around and um I think that was probably the first time that I ever smoked sometime in college mm -hmm. I don't remember it was probably terrible that's probably why I don't remember um <laughs> but it was late college that I was dating this like really eccentric raw vegan hippie white dude mm. and he had a um volcano so the first legitimate experiences that I had <laughs> you know being high trying out some some green was probably one of the most bougie ways to have it and one yes. of the most intense ways to have it. So that was really funny <laughs> because it was like, whoa. <laughs> 
Um, and um, I think it's interesting, though, because, like I said, raw vegan, he was, like, really, I guess, alternative in terms of health. Um, there were more of the conversations around using it, you know, and, like, why to use it. So that was really interesting. And I think I got more in touch with how it can also cultivate a deeper respect and appreciation and connection with Earth, right? Oh and, like, God. just – that we are all like connected beings. It sounds super hippie, but I love that. Like no. I love that. And you know what else? You you hit on a, a few important points. Like mm-hmm. one, we all are introduced or the majority of us are introduced to cannabis through like these social exchanges. So whether it's at a kickback, at a party or with our friends and somebody is just like, here, you want to hit this? There's no education that happens. You just kind of go for it True. and the rest just is history. True. And so when we think about like using it in a meaningful way, you have to have that intention because cannabis is literally like a neutral plant. And that's another thing. Like when we talk about like drug use and plant use, there's two different things. Mm. Um, I take back. I was calling it a drug for for so long. (laughs) I take it back. (laughs) I appreciate that. Re-listen and censor out anytime I said drug. (laughs) I appreciate that because I went outside today and I have actually grown my own plant. And so I'm like, okay, this year we're going to do the Green Goddess Initiative and I'm going to bring people over to my backyard and we're going to grow fruits and vegetables in this uh, cannabis-friendly space. And so I go outside and I'm like looking at my plot and all of these cannabis plants have sprung up and now I'm like what am I going to do with them (laughs) should I just let them grow like I have all these plant babies I can't put tomatoes in here now so that has been (laughs) something that I've had to like figure out what I'm going to do with but when you can actually put your hands in the dirt Mm. and see this process happen like it's literally like nature is speaking to you and if you understand anything about cannabis and how it grows people have done this for generations Mm -hmm. like there are family farms Mm -hmm. where it's like going out playing music for your plants talking to your plants really nurturing that relationship to Mm -hmm. your plants changes the way that you're going to interact with um with cannabis Mm -hmm. and i think that for a lot of people they don't have that luxury Mm -hmm. and we just have to educate people on how it it comes into um our presence and when we're talking about mindfulness, really understanding that this is a part of nature. And if you're not speaking to your plant, thanking your plant, or being intentional about the use before you use it, that's when we have those conversations about people having really adverse effects or Mm -hmm. psychosis or not understanding like concepts of like microdosing and what that means. And so... Yeah, girl, you said all these words. The post just went (laughs) over my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, why do you think that there is such a negative stigma around cannabis? Oh, my God. There's so many. Let's get into Uh, that. (laughs) So first we have to look at, you know, the history of cannabis, who's been stigmatized by the use of cannabis and Mm -hmm. understand that that was a very intentional, thought out smear campaign against people of color Mm -hmm. and you know hippies or people who wanted to use alternative medicines um, or had views that were not aligned with the status quo and so you know when we look at cannabis and marijuana specifically I butt heads with people all the time about the usage of the word marijuana um, because 
people say it's a racist term. And I say, no, the person who weaponized it against people of color was a racist. Mm. So when you say that we can't use the word marijuana, you're essentially contributing to the erasure of a whole culture of people who have used marijuana for centuries. We know that marijuana um, was recorded by the father of Chinese medicine in like his public published pharmacopoeia in 27 BC. Wow. We know that, you know, Africans created water pipes, which is responsible for the now global use of bong usages and like, or bong use or people smoking Mm. out of pipes. And it's like, we just don't have that knowledge. Mm, mm -hmm. So it, it really just becomes a story of reclamation and really understanding what story is true. And if we're talking about cannabis being the scientific term, Whose science are we referring to? Mm. And if it has been around for thousands and thousands of years, why are we not speaking to the people and the cultures that introduced cannabis to society before, you know, America was even here? Right. So it's it's very interesting. And then when you talk about women, especially women of color, Mm -hmm. um, using cannabis historically, you know, um, there's just so many instances where black people have used or Africans or any person of color has used cannabis for a number of different reasons. And so it's just about reclaiming those stories and telling them in a way that they haven't been told before. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think that when you're talking about um, also why there's a stigma, I think immediately of the contemporary media and how um, the media portrays even what it's like to, you know, enjoy, enjoy cannabis. Like I'm even thinking more recently about, um, about that insecure episode um, when they were, we were just talking about this. Oh my God, the Coachella thing? Coachella. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I was just like, Kelly, that's not what it's like to be high. <laughs> Um, But there's like so many instances and like, of course, everyone has a different experience. But um, I think there's this general fear that people have of like being out of control. Mm. And it goes back to what you were saying. And maybe we can talk about this next, actually, microdosing, like, like, like with anything, anything, anything you put inside your body, anything you choose to witness, because that's putting something into your body. Um, Mindfulness around how much, what type how you know like so many so many different variables i think to the experience um but yeah let's talk about i guess actual like practical practical use like why why would you why do you advocate for more um black women in particular to explore Mm -hmm. a relationship with cannabis as part of her wellness journey no absolutely i love that so what i did want to mention earlier but i just could not put my finger on it was that you know, solo women in South Africa use cannabis to help women with labor pains. Wow. And so when we're talking about the medicinal uses, we also have to look at the oldest archaeological evidence of medical use of cannabis, Mm -hmm. which dates back to 1994 when hashish or cannabis resin was found in an Egyptian tomb. Wow. And so when you can look at those medicinal practices, then you know that there is some validity there. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about adult use and I say that with quotes um we're talking about people using it for medical uses that may not be seen as you know 
deadly or fatal. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that you can use to make your day to day life easier. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know how, then yeah, you're not going to want to wake up in the morning and smoke a whole joint and think you're going to have a productive day. That's not how microdosing works. (laughs) (laughs) So when I talk about microdosing, I'm talking about 2.5 milligrams, five milligrams Mm -hmm. at max. Mm -hmm. That is a microdose. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know what a dosage looks like, then you can't use it in a way that's right for you. Right. And so it's important to realize because there's so much, (laughs) so much to microdosing. But I think essentially the first thing is understanding your body better and your endocannabinoid system is unique to you. And no Say one that again. Else. Say that again. Break it down. <laughs> Your endocannabinoid <laughs> system is unique to you. No one has the same system. And so when you understand that you are one of one and your body interacts with this plant like nobody else's, then you start to experiment with cannabis in a way that works for you. So mm. what might work for me might not work for you. 2.5 milligrams might be all that you need. And it might take me twice that 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 dosage um and so when we're talking about the endocannabinoid system we're talking about a neurotransmitter system in your body and the largest one and it helps to regulate all these other systems in the body so your endocrine system your immune system and it helps you to achieve homeostasis Mm -hmm. and when i say the endocannabinoid system i'm talking about a system in your body endo that has the exact same system as the plant Wow. So your body creates the same type of um, compounds in a way, complementary compounds Mm -hmm. in a way that the plant does, phytocannabinoids, endocannabinoids. So it's like you have to understand your body better to be able to understand how the plant can work for you. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of science behind it. And I think that we have to be more open to understanding the science Mm -hmm. before we can understand how to use it as a wellness application. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you can go to a cannabis yoga class here in LA. You can go to a puff and paint and you can use them in these recreational ways Mm -hmm. in quotations. But you have to understand that there are all these therapeutic benefits to using cannabis and I personally don't differentiate between medical use and recreational use mm. and that is another that's gonna think, be my next question that's yeah. another thing that people butt heads about a lot yeah. and I think that if we're using anything with intention then and using it for the the medicinal or therapeutic benefits then we're doing that to achieve holistic health there right. should be no differentiation. Mm. Um, however, there are people who have serious illnesses that I recognize. Right. Um, but if you're going out to have a good time with your friends, then obviously you want to relieve some stress. Why don't we see that stress is a problem? It's a serious problem when you have a society that is prone to anxiety and depression. And, <laughs> it's normalized. And it's normalized. Yeah. We have to combat those things and not look at them as minute Um, Mm -hmm. minute occurrences because this happens every day especially for black women who experience microaggressions or you know are stressed or always you know facing difficulties that other people probably don't have especially in healthcare (laughs) and our healthcare kind of um setup where you know we're not believed by our doctors or we have to 
you know, argue with people about the 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 healthcare that we deserve to get. Mm-hmm. And so when I landed in a dispensary after coming from the entertainment industry and I was people's first point of contact and they weren't talking to their doctors, I had to take that very seriously. Yeah. Like I had one woman who I will not forget. She came in a beautiful black, big black woman mm-hmm. <laughs> who came in for her mother and she's like, if this doesn't work for my mom, I'm coming back to you. Mm. And she pointed me in my face and she says, I'm going to remember you. She came back and she was like, whatever you gave me worked amazing. Wow. My mother's happy, but I didn't like what I got. And I was like, that's fine. We can find what works for you. And yes. it's really about navigating um, this new industry and there's so many things coming onto the market Mm -hmm. and people just don't know and to your point Dion that's pretty much how I got started Mm -hmm. I didn't know either Mm -hmm. and so I ended up on YouTube just like (laughs) reviewing products and I was like did y'all know Whoopi Amaya as Whoopi Goldberg's cannabis line what (laughs) and I got tired of telling people like 10 different people the same story so I just started making YouTube videos which (laughs) turned into a blog which turned into the grow initiative and me becoming a cannabis educator and really trying to hone this conversation around mindfulness and self-care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you love baths, which I do, get you some cannabis baths. So Girl, I'm about to get some with you before I go back. Bath. Oh, I got a bath. A cannabis you, bath bomb? Yes. Wow. I, wow. Get you some uh, 2.5 milligram mints like I got over here. Girl, like you gave me one of those a couple months ago. <laughs> I felt fantastic. I have never... I've never had cannabis. That's great. So, uh, so anytime people talk about their experience, I mean, I just like K- Kelly from uh, Insecure. I was like, oh, okay. Like that is my representation. Like that's what I understand is like getting high. Mm-hmm. What what I saw. But then I've wait. Have I been around you before? Yeah, I'm just like, girl. That's not your only representation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you are. Like I. I mean, you've been around. Plenty of people who have been, been you know what you are absolutely yeah, right I'm because like, well, I, you I'm are, side I, you. I've been in Texas too long. No, I've been in, like and no one you know. So it's like it's kind of different there. Texas but you is not you are where you want to be exactly. So it's like that's not even like that's not the that's another thing. Yeah, I, I really try and stress to people when I'm like educating them. I'm like, where are you? You have to know where your no tolerance states are. I had a coworker. We were working at a dispensary. She went to Mexico, came back. She forgot she had a cartridge and they Uh-oh. took her to jail. No, They no. took her to jail. She works at a dispensary in California. Wow. So you have to know yeah. like where it's safe to experiment and where it is not. If you are safe ever to experiment and to talk about because yeah. I mean, there we don't talk about it. I mean, in Chicago, you know, my friends were enlightening me <laughs> on the glory of cannabis. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm back in the, what do they call it? They call Texas the what? Southern Belt? The Bible Belt. The Bible Belt. Mm. So, I mean, like, yeah, not, it's, I mean, unless it's like for medicinal purposes or I have some friends who are open-minded, um, you know, who do take it. They don't, they don't talk about it with other people, but so, yeah, it's just kind of different. The culture is different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I realized that there was a culture that I was privileged to. Yeah. You know, Even when you're from, talking about your parents, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I moved to D.C., there was no culture to my knowledge. Not I wouldn't say culture, but there was no like cannabis ed- etiquette. Yeah. There was like spice, which is a synthetic form. And, you know, there were all these like 
campaigns around how it made you look like a zombie and bleed from your eyes and have like these psychotic episodes and yeah. it freaked me out. I felt like I was living in like an alternate reality mm-hmm. or something because it just wasn't what I was used to. And that and also it being legalized in DC when I was in school at Howard. Yeah. Really like catapulted this whole social justice uh, conversation and the need for education and cannabis for me. And so I always in the back of my mind knew that there could be an anthropology of weed and I would want to be a part of that. Wow. Um, but I just didn't know that it would materialize so fast. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. It's just like something for us to wrap our head head around. And again, it's it's we're talking about a plant. Hey, y'all. So I am here with Kiana from Foria, our episode sponsor today, to talk a little bit more about their CBD products, specifically Awaken. Kiana is Foria's director of education. She is a doula and a somatic sex educator, so she knows everything about all the things related to uh, their CBD product, Awaken, which is a phenomenal pleasure-focused, sensuality-focused um, lube. So we're going to get into it. Hey, Kiana. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to get right into all the questions that I'm sure our listeners want to know because they've been hearing me talk about Awaken since our previous episode. Um, I know that Foria has a suite of amazing products, and today we are focusing on Awaken and the power of plant medicine to both mitigate discomfort right, and dis- and increase the feel-good bedroom vibes that we all want. So can you break down the botanical science behind Awaken for us? Sure. There's there's a couple key players in Awaken, um, but overall it's a synergistic plant recipe, essentially, with things that you could eat and use in your kitchen, um, but that plants that have also been used for thousands of years as aphrodisiacs and um, have really beneficial compounds within themselves. So I would say the two main players in Awaken are the kava and the CBD. Um, CBD is anti-inflammatory. It's pain relieving. Uh, it's also a well-known vasodilator. And that means that it helps bring blood flow. Uh, it's right into the pelvis. So it dilates the blood vessels. And when talking about arousal and, um, and increasing sensation and pleasure, um, the foundation of arousal is that blood flow to the erectile tissue network. So mm. anything that gets the blood down there is really going to increase sensation and um, support lubrication and also be pain relieving. Um, the other key player is kava, and kava is well known um, in many parts of the world as being, you know, a very relaxing drink, soothing to the nervous system. Um, but it's it's also pain relieving. It's an analgesic, so it has a, a bit of um, a pain relieving quality, which is why we think it's working so wonderfully for people who may have a pain condition with any kind of penetration. So, uh, folks with endometriosis or uh, vulvodynia or vaginismus, um, even menopause. The conversation that we're having today as well is with Dijanae about cannabis and wellness. And CBD is, I know, a derivative of the cannabis plant. So what is your advice to newbie consumers of CBD products? You know, there's a lot of misconceptions around it. There's a lot of assumptions around it. So what is your advice to those who are just brand new to a CBD product in general? Um, I'd say be wary 
of who you're buying from Mm -hmm. because there's no uh, standard for regulation. So you really have to do your research. You have to go in and be a detective and either work with platforms that are vetting every single um, brand that they're working with, um, with really strict, you know, quality assurance. Or do it yourself by, you know, looking at certificates of analysis of each batch um, that the product that they're creating. Um, certain things to look for is making sure that they're sourcing um, quality hemp, that it's not being grown with petrochemicals, which, you know, when you're concentrating a plant down, you're also concentrating any pesticide or chemicals that were grown on it. And so that's endocrine disrupting. Um, there's so many things to look for. So look for brands that are um, committed to sustainability, to um, organically and beyond organic practices. Look for brands that are using whole plant extracts and broad spectrum CBD um, and not stripping the plant down to, you know, a single uh, cannabinoid, but using the beneficial um, terpenes and plant compounds that um, promote something called the entourage effect, which is essentially um, the intelligence of the plant in its whole. Well, this was so phenomenal, Kiana. I know that I learned a lot and I'm sure that our listeners have been taking notes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I want to make sure to mention too that for more, um, you all can follow Foria at Foria Wellness on Instagram and um, to not forget that you can also get a discount using the code Lauren 20. So on the Awakened products, you get a little hookup. Just use Lauren 20 when you're checking out. Thank you so much, Kiana. Which is so wild. I mean, even when I think about like marijuana and stuff, I mean, I was introduced to cannabis through weed, like, you know, in Texas, you like, don't be smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? You ain't nothing but a weed head. And so that kind of created a certain ideology around what people like people who smoke weed, they act this way, like they're bums or, you know, they don't do anything. They sit on the couch. And so even when people would talk about smoking weed, I'd be like, when I was extremely self-righteous and like, girl, just, <laughs> oh, Lord, people knew me back then and they know me now. Thank God for grace. And growth, okay. Um, but yeah, I used to definitely judge people and be like, you're you're wasting your life. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Girl. And then it wasn't until coming to Chicago, having conversations with people who had a different background um, than I, you know, did growing up. Um, I was like, oh, and then watching Weedy Kid on. Um, yes. Viceland. Yeah. Viceland really was like opened up the, me on the doors. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, OK, God, you know, like I see the benefits of like this plant. Yeah. And I mean, again, I grew up around a mom. I won't say her name, but I grew up (laughs) around a mom who like grew it and used it often. And so and she works at like one of the biggest hospitals in the world. Yeah. She still works there. Mm -hmm. And so having someone who's on the other side, she works in the medical field. She makes sure that, you know, people get their health insurance so that they can have the surgeries that they need to have. Yeah. And so understanding that she viewed it the way that she did really helped me to not see a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But I think that as I've grown and become an adult, then you do understand that we live in a society where everything is in excess. Everything. Yeah, for sure. Social media is in excess. Mm -hmm. Media is in excess. um, Sugar is in excess. Food is in excess. Like, and now you have 
these things where thousands of years ago they weren't bred for the highest THC mm, content. Mm-hmm. They weren't bred to get you high as you can be. And we're starting to see that that is starting to change. People aren't going after, you know, the things that get you high. And it's not like, you know, I'm going to outsmoke you. It's not that anymore. It's really about how we can use it in a mindful way, in an intentional way, in a way that creates this broader or deeper Mm self-awareness, understanding of self, understanding of this interconnectedness Lauren spoke about. Because we are, like, the plant has so much to teach us. Um, And I think that I had that same idea of myself Mm -hmm. you know where it's like what are you doing are you serious Mm -hmm. right now like this is what you want to (laughs) do like I don't know girl like you could just be like smoking too much but it it was not that and once I really started to research and read and listen to the podcast and do like my homework it made sense to me and so many people I knew in wellness spaces mm-hmm. just black women were using cannabis for the right reasons and we just weren't in a space to talk about it yet and I feel like now we're in that space to talk about it especially when you look at the beauty industry and you see like you know milk makeup coming out with their cannabis lines and oh you wow. know CBD kombuchas and I'm like great for you know these stoner moms in the news but women of color are not being represented. Of course. <laughs> Let's of actually course. talk about something you just said, CBD, because um, especially for those new to the conversation, what's the difference between CBD and THC? Oh, my God. And I, I enjoy both. So love that you <laughs> brought both. this up. I put a CBD balm on my shoulders this morning. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Pop. Feels great. So yeah, let's talk about it. So <laughs> THC is going to be the um, co- compound that is known for to get you high mm-hmm. and cbd is going to be the cannabis compound that is a non-intoxicant a lot of people like to say it is a cycle it's a non-psychoactive but that's incorrect mm-hmm. because it does change your ba- brain chemistry so it is psychoactive in that way but it does not cause these intoxicating effects where you know you feel dazed or you know extremely elevated but some people do use cannabis um, CBD and feel like they're altered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's important to know the difference. I think like 50% of people who use cannabis don't know the difference between THC and CBD. <laughs> and then like 75% of people who don't use cannabis at all don't know the difference. Wow. And it's important to talk about because we're talking about plant medicine and I always like to stress that full spectrum or whole plant medicine is is probably best to go for. And if you're in a state that doesn't allow that, then of course CBD is your best option. But when we're talking about isolating different compounds, Mm -hmm. that creates these problems, not problems, but they create a different kind of effect on the body. So for example, I tell people about willow bark and aspirin. So willow bark You chew on it and it helps to alleviate like headaches, Mm -hmm. things like that. Aspirin you take does the same thing, but if you take too much, it messes up your stomach lining. Right. Now, if you just chew the white willow bark, it has those other compounds in it that 
protects your stomach lining. This is so interesting. So when we talk about full plant medicine, we're talking about the natural options that are available that mother nature makes no mistakes about. Right. And then we're talking about the synthesized compounds that are pharmaceuticalized and put in a pill. So it's not like THC. We don't know that THC has medicinal values. If you have studied the government and the way it operates, they side with pharmaceutical companies. So, so Marinol has Mm -hmm. been on the market for, since I think the 80s, and that's THC in a pill. Wow. That the government descheduled to a Schedule 3 drug mm. while cannabis is still Schedule 1. So why is it that the plant in its natural form is a Schedule 1 drug, right. but as a as a pharmaceuticalized pill, it's Schedule 3 right. with medicinal value? Right. Well, first of all, I mean, the pharmacy companies are like... Oh, girl, they coming. Okay. Well, first of all, they're, they're coming for your necks, hey, And they're coming for your coins. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And... It, which is yeah <laughs> Lauren's like I'm, I'm I can't I can't I really can't yeah it's just it's more profitable I absolutely think, I think I try to stress to people if there's a way that you can get out and like grow mm-hmm. what it is that you need and create your own herbal gardens and understand like cannabis is not your only option if you don't want to use CBD do you know anything about the benefits of turmeric Right. Mm, so right. it's mm-hmm. it's really just expanding the conversation to if you're using cannabis, this is how you use it mindfully. This is how you use it as a self-care or wellness tool. And if you're not interested, how are you approaching your wellness regimen? Are you using herbs? Are you using natural right. remedies? Right. For people who are... Hmm, more resistant to trying this. I think it'll be helpful to break it down the way you just did, like with the aspirin and the willow bark. Yeah. Breaking it down in that sense is like, oh, wow, there's a healthy alternative that I can take instead of yeah. using aspirin. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like I said, like for people in the, the southern states, you know what I'm saying? Like you start talking about psychosis and oses and all that stuff, yeah. you know? Like they probably it's won't scary. receive it. And it's also not just people in southern states, girl. Well, I'm everywhere because I'm there. <laughs> so I'm like, I can speak on the people that I, yeah, I know about mostly, you know, but I feel you. I I totally understand where you're coming from. Mm. I have a grandmother who suffers from pi- bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Texas last year and I took like CBD gummies and like all these things that I wanted her to try. And I'm like, here you go. And then as soon as I left, my aunt was like, you can't have that. We need to do our research. We don't know what that is. And it was kind of one of those things that broke my heart a little bit. Cause mm. I'm like, I... I read research that's come out about how cannabis can treat bipolar, but again, Mm, I'm not a doctor. mm -hmm. And then I have to talk to my friend who's in med school now who Mm -hmm. asked me to send her CBT research because they're not teaching her about the endocannabinoid system. And I'm like, it's just a a continuous loop where it's like, I have to do the research for not just myself, but for my family, for other people who may be suffering through these things. Mm -hmm. And I named the garden after her. So her name's Ever, and the garden's called Forever Garden. It's beautiful. That is beautiful. Because I feel like, you know. Forever. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah. So, like, our food is our medicine to me, and not just, like, you know, plant medicine, but all the things that we put in our bodies on our bodies. Yes. And I think that it's important for us to look at the ways that like our families have been affected by disease, by, you know, 
all these health complications, right. diabetes, you know, all these mm. things. And really think about the ways that we can combat that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like cannabis is like such a popping way. Like when I went vegan and I didn't know what to eat, I would smoke a joint and everything tasted amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the best salad I've ever had. Yes. And so there's ways um, to use it with the right intention. And I think we just have to channel that. You're amazing. I I I learned so much. Like seriously. Like thank you no, for thank the you. knowledge. I appreciate it. Absolutely. A what? Oh, I didn't know if you were gonna. Okay. <laughs> oh no no. I'm good. So I have a question. Um, it's kind of a big one. So step into it where you feel um, comfortable. But you know, cannabis use and depression, cannabis use and anxiety. I've had friends who have intentionally stepped away and either abstained um, or like you know just completely gave it up um, entirely um, because of basically growing a dependency on Mm -hmm. using, Mm. you know, cannabis to basically either uplift or calm down. Right. One for depression, one for anxiety. Um, and so, and you know, I think that that's really common amongst people who, who, especially who smoke. Um, and so I'm just curious for, you know, both the, um, kind of, I know that you've done a lot of research, like sci- what science kind of says about using, maybe it just comes back to what you're sharing before, microdosing and knowing your body and how it interacts with your body. We haven't really talked about how there's like different strains as well. And that can definitely influence, mm-hmm. you know, how you feel and then how mm-hmm. that relates to the mental well-being too. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's exciting about the cannabis space right now is that we know that sativa and indica don't really describe the type of experience that you're going to have when you use cannabis at all. Mm-hmm. It just uh, describes the um, the way the plant grows. And so when we're talking about the effects that you experience when you ingest cannabis, when you smoke it, vape it, eat it as an edible. Oh, and while we're talking about edibles, when you ingest cannabis, it goes through your liver and becomes another type of um, chemical and it and it's three times as potent so if you're gonna have edibles you should probably know how much you're having and what the effects are gonna be and who you're gonna be around and you know if it's a safe what space, you're gonna be doing that's important <laughs> mm-hmm. and put so, your timer on so you don't forget and think it's only been 20 minutes and then you need another one <laughs> don't and then do it someone's thinking <laughs> don't do it Ooh. don't do it mm. so when we're talking about <laughs> do i sound like that's happening before yes you do boo <laughs> Everyone has to go through it. It's a, like so, a hazing experience. So we're talking about the difference between, you know, indicas and sativas. There really is no difference. Everything has been bred um, and cross-bred so many times that everything on the market is basically And that's hybrid. just fascinating. I have to say that I just learned something from you right now because until this very moment, indica was like, Yo, take thanks, me down, huh? let me sleep. Sativa was like, let me, let me come up, let me feel like out of body a little bit, you know, like a little excited, a yeah. little energized. But so what you want to know okay. is about terpenes. Right. And so this goes back to plant medicine. So when we think about terpenes like... Uh, linalol that is essentially the same as lavender so when you experience Mm. like calming effects and you have a nice lavender like you know i don't know essential oil or 
uh, bath soak, you're getting that same response as if you were experiencing linalol in a can a cannabinoid um, or in a cannabis strain. Mm. Um, and then if you are experiencing like these uplifted energizing effects you're experiencing probably a cannabis strain that has limonene in it which is similar to lemon and so those are other citrusy uplifting type of um experiences or essential oils that you would have so terpenes are the essential oils of cannabis plants. And if you know anything about essential oils, they're mood elevators and they create all these Mm -hmm. responses in the body. And so when we're thinking about indica and sativa, we have to change our vocabulary and start asking about terpene profiles. Like what's in this? Mm. Like, is it like linalol? Is it more of like relaxing effects or is it going to be more energizing? Mm -hmm. And so just it comes full circle when we talk about plant medicine and we talk about cannabis Mm -hmm. because it is a plant and it has so many different terpenes that we're just now starting to do the research about and when we're talking about depression and anxiety it's important to like you said focus on microdosing and also I stress this all the time because I went through a phase where I just was not into life like just I wasn't into it I was uh in college and I was just going through the motions and I could feel that I was being depressed but I didn't want to think about it and it was a form of escapism for me but people argue cannabis can or cannot be addictive and I say that anything can be addictive again if anything in SS could be addictive and to me I don't think that I was addicted at that point but I was misusing cannabis I was Mm -hmm. abusing it Mm -hmm. and I think that luckily it was cannabis for me and it wasn't alcohol and it wasn't any pharmaceuticals because there was no there would have been no way to come back right but for me to sit with myself in that deep dark place and cannabis kind of um I don't know like understand me and then me move into this space where I realized that I was harming myself. I did walk away from it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I came back to it with the right intentions. Mm. And when people do have like those episodes where, you know, they feel like they're out of control, you have to understand that you have to surrender to something greater than yourself. Mm. And so for me, I've never had an experience that was uncomfortable because Mm. cannabis again is neutral and it's only going to heighten your intention. And so for me, it was really cannabis showing me who I was in that moment. Mm -hmm. And how do I accept that person? How do I accept the deep, dark, ugly aspects of myself that I don't like? And it's really been revealing in that way. Um, because there are times I've I've used cannabis and not enjoyed it. Yeah, and, I was going to ask you, have you ever had a bad experience? Oh, my God. That was, though, in, like, my younger days when I was I'm just sure. doing the most uh-huh. and, like, all kind, experimenting with all kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not really all kind of things, but um, it just, again, I was abusing the plant. Yeah. I was, I was abusing it, and I wasn't using it with the right intentions, and... I'm happy to say that I went through that because 
again, it could have been something else and it could have been a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that cannabis allows us that. It allows us to find ourselves in a way that we might have not considered. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just so many ways to to really seek understanding and enlightenment if that is your intention. But you have to start with the intention. You have to start with the mindfulness of it um, and understand it's been here. It has the same makeup that we have inside our bodies. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And then also to that point, um, which I want to mention is um, we do our body makes its own natural um, endocannabinoids. So that's anandamide and 2-AG. And these are like scientific terms. You don't have to go look them up if you don't want to, but that <laughs> is fun. Um, and we're defic- deficient in them. Like our mm. natural cannabinoids, because we live in a stress-induced society, when that creates all this anxiety and depression, we don't make the natural cannabinoids that our body would make on their own and so we supplement with these phytocannabinoids and so when i'm trying to talk to people about it i'm like you're just supplementing with your body already makes but because your body creates this other chemical called um fah um it immediately like destroys any anandamide that your body would make or any of the cannabinoids that would come into your system like Mm. that you would enjoy because you're so stressed like your body just doesn't create it and I mean there's a lot of resources there's a lot of books there's a lot of podcasts that you can listen to that'll completely blow your mind and so that is what I'm essentially here for to be a resource to Mm -hmm. get people to be more grounded Mm -hmm. about cannabis use and or elevated in their understanding (laughs) and um just really push the conversation forward, especially in this climate with like everything that's happened, happening with social equity programs across the country and, you know, social justice, justice initi- initiatives and crime uh, reform mm-hmm. for people who are imprisoned for the same thing that, that big companies mm-hmm. are making billion dollars, billion dollars. Don't get me started. I read that Michelle Alexander book when it first came out and that, opened my eyes around I mean I already knew because it was in kind of public discourse anyway but like when you just read about like the why behind why our prisons are just so filled right and a lot of it being towards you know non-violent drug offenses and even a large portion of those being related to marijuana yeah it's like what yeah like, what? that's and like when I do teachings like I go in. I As go you should. in on like the laws and what we just don't know, yeah. like the things that happened under Reagan, the things that happened under Clinton, like yeah. you would really like literally be disgusted if you understood the way that like people could literally come to you, come to your home, come or any like anywhere you are and be like, you bought this with illegal drug money. We want your house. We want your car. Any money in your bank account before you've even been charged with a crime. Wow. And then after the fact, when there is no crime and you have not been charged, they make it impossible to get your stuff back. Wow. Like, it's it's not possible. So if you're walking around with $10,000 and they say, hey, I want that $10,000 as drug money. Yay. What are you going to do? Wow. First of all, that, this reminds me of The Wire. 
Have you seen that show? <laughs> I've been too scared to watch it. Like, honestly, really? I've never watched it. You I never watched it. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. I mean, it talks about all that stuff, like the drug money and like, it's, girl, it's it's sick. Yeah. It's sick. yeah. I mean, it's just, you, like, I wish I had the statistics right here, right now, but it's something crazy. Like, you know, one year, you know, off of the police departments made like $200,000. And then like the next year they were in the billions. Mm, mm, mm. And lucrative. So it's lucrative to take from the poor because no one is like, you know, going to combat like that. Yeah. Like nobody's going to stop it. And yeah. so when we talk about, you know, what black people need in return now that all this legalization is happening like we need more mm-hmm. than what you're offering mm-hmm. so I mean, we'll see how it plays equity. out yeah and i think i mean it, it i feel like it's the subtext of what we were just talking about too but the fact is that drug use and plant medicine use is widespread across all of the racial groups but white folk have more access of and course. more coins so they actually depending on what you're talking about are using it more but they're obviously not the ones who are being impacted harshly right. by it right. so right. um so we really want to make sure that our community is able to know how they can stay in touch with you about this conversation. Yeah. So if you can kind of just go into what you offer, where folk can connect with you and all of that, that'd be amazing. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> so you can contact me at hello at green I'm on all social media platforms as green goddess glow or, um, Dijanae Tanai, which is my personal account. If you do not find me on Twitter, it's Green Goddess Glow. <laughs> <laughs> and I do teach-ins, I do talks and seminars, and again, I'm going to be creating a grow initiative, which will be in my backyard. Yeah. You can come garden with me, just send me an email. Um, in the very near future, we're working on a Black Women in Cannabis um, event. And you have a poppin' newsletter that I like to read. Thank you. <laughs> and oh, sorry, I wanted to also mention that we'll be doing a 420 cannabis wellness tour with a separate company or another business that I'm a part of, High Tide Tours LA. Amazing. Thank you so much. This conversation, like, Girl, I like I'm going to when we when we publish this episode, I'm going to go back and re-listen to it so I can go and teach other people. From oh, what I my learned God. About that would be awesome. Seriously. This is really amazing. Like, I didn't even know he was that deep. No. Yeah. Boost, I you mean, know? <laughs> I, can, I can forward you some worksheets I got where you just be like, boom, boom, boom. You have yeah. it whenever you need it. And I we'll link to them in the show notes. Yeah. Too. So if anyone's listening is like, wait, I need that, too. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure. Just come to blackgirlnome.com slash podcast. You'll find it. Any, any, um, like kind of last words around this conversation? Yeah. I mean, just keep the conversation going. If you're interested in cannabis and wellness, definitely visit the blog, greengoddessglow.com. I mean, watch the YouTube, reach out to me. Like I'm here to be a resource Mm -hmm. and I want to have these conversations because the more educated you are, the more you can take that information to somebody else. Right. And we can do something about it because 10 years from now, when there's a CBD shop on every corner, Which you know it's coming. It's it's already here. Yeah. And I Especially mean, in LA. I was like ten years. That's now here. But then everywhere yeah, else we're gonna play catch up. It's a ripple effect. Yeah. Um and I mean I know what it's like to go through the social equity process, like as an applicant. 
as someone who's applying for a license. So um, there's just so many conversations that should be had and can be had if you have the right resources Um, and just see what's going on in your city. Like literally that. Dope. Thank you. you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Hey, y'all. So have you checked out our Patreon page yet? Head over to patreon.com slash ohm. Did you know that for just $3 or more a month, you can become one of our core contributors? At this level, you get access to our Patreon-only feed, which features occasional updates on the podcast as a whole, opportunities to weigh in on what you like to see and what you think about the podcast, and of course, our consistent unwavering gratitude for being a part of our community. We love and thank you. Your support is the core of Black Girl Ohm in this podcast podcast. Thank you so, so much. Hey, y'all. Today's episode is sponsored by Foria. You can use my code Lauren20, that's Lauren20, and head over to foriawellness.com and try Awaken for 20% off. A really, really great deal. Just so you know, it's formulated by women for women, and it has the dual sexual benefit of enhancing pleasure while reducing discomfort. So if you're interested in trying this really, really amazing product that is meant to work with your body's natural system rather than against it, go on over to foriawellness.com. Black Girl and Ohm creates space for women of color to breathe easy. You guys, we would like to thank our amazing podcast crew. Khalid B., thank you so much for an amazing intro. It's live and it's lit. I love it every time I listen to it. Keith, good news. You are such a phenomenal audio engineer. Thank you so much. Um, Valerie Titus Glover, our digital strategist on the podcast team. Girl, you are amazing. Thank you for your commitment. And to our amazing community members, y'all some real ones, day ones. We want to thank y'all so much for rocking with us. We love you, support you, and we are so grateful to share space with you.